Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Let's pray. Father, open our hearts, open our minds, open our eyes now. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 49.1, Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together and hear, you sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defilest thou it, he went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly, unto mine honor. Be not thou united, for in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp from the prey. My son, thou art gone up. He stooped down and couched. He couched as a lion and as an old lion. Who shall rouse him up? Okay, now... Here we are. Now, last night, you remember, we saw that Jacob is, is now giving his last words to his sons. He starts with Reuben, his firstborn, and, and he painfully remembers and predicts that because Reuben could not control himself, because he raped his wife, he raped Jacob's wife, that he makes this prediction, and he is, in essence, he, he like curses Reuben's wild sexual passions, and, and among, when you look at the sons, it's interesting. When you look at all the sons, the 12 sons here of, of, of Jacob, Reuben represents the one with these wild sexual passions. He's very relevant son. But he's relevant to us because we all have this monster living within us. It's got to be controlled. And so Reuben is the one who, who, who lets the monster run wild. And what happened to Reuben and what we're seeing here is really set for us as a warning of what happens to the person who doesn't control this inner monster. And so it's interesting when you look at Reuben, especially when you look at Reuben and you, and you, and you look at him in the light of the, of the passage in Proverbs that really addresses what he did, which is Proverbs 6.32. I mean, Proverbs 6.32, is where we, it's got a list there, and I don't know if you want to turn to that. We're going to stop at this campground for a while in Proverbs 6.32. But Proverbs 6.32 gives a list, 
And, and so it, what it says there, it starts off in Proverbs 6.32. It says, whoso committeth adultery with a woman, it says, number one, lacketh understanding. He that doeth it, number two, destroyeth his own soul. Number three, a wound and dishonor shall he get. Number four, reproach shall not be wiped away. His reproach shall not be wiped away. And finally, number five, jealousy, uh, uh, not finally, number five, jealousy is the rage of a man, therefore he will not spare in the day of, number six, vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though thou givest many gifts. Okay, so there's a list. There's six things there, and it just matches right up with Reuben. First of all, it says that he lacks understanding. I mean, Reuben didn't stop. He didn't think about what his act of, of rape was going to mean for his life. He just he felt the passion and followed the aggression of, of, of the drive, and he lacks this understanding where, where, where this is going to bring him, what it's going to mean for him. He couldn't you, you couldn't talk to Reuben. You couldn't reason with Reuben. And this failure to reason can be seen in the life of Amnon, who raped his sister, uh, David's daughter. He raped his sister, uh, 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 Tamar. And, 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 and it was this, you couldn't talk to him. You couldn't reason with him. And that's what you get when you read the, the history in 2 Samuel 13. 2 Samuel 13, 11 says that uh, when his sister, when Tamar brought uh, them uh, brought, brought, brought fruit to eat, he took hold of her and said, come lie with me, my sister. And she answered and said, nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not this thou this folly. And I, whither, whither, whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in, in Israel. See, she was, was reasoning, trying to reason with him. He wouldn't listen. It goes on and says, Howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, he forced her and lay with her. That's a mark of a person who lacks understanding. Howbeit he would not hearken unto her voice. Reuben didn't hearken to the voice of his own conscience. That's the first thing. Second, it says that in, in Proverbs 6.32, he destroyeth his own soul. I mean, this is a... Is what we see here with Reuben. It's, it's the the whole thing of the, the 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 a little wild sexual enjoyment doesn't stay in the little cage, you know. That once that monster is let loose for for a while out of the cage, he doesn't go back in the cage again. It just takes over the soul and it, it floods the soul with fantasies and 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 so that the mind can't think of anything else, you know. But sex, 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 and and his mind is overwhelmed with these fantasies. And Reuben's soul was destroyed. That's how his his soul was destroyed. And number three, it says in in Proverbs six thirty three, wound and dishonor uh, shall he get. You know, it's the whole concept. What happens in Las Vegas doesn't stay in Las Vegas. You know, the dirty little secrets, they stay dirty, but they don't stay little. And, 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 they don't, and they certainly don't stay secret because eventually it all surfaces out, surfaces out in the open. And, the, and, the, and it's the Hebrew word behind this word wound that really brings this uh, to, 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 to light here because wound is the Hebrew word nagah. And nagah, uh, uh, when you look at where that is used, that word is used, it's very significant when you look at Leviticus 13.42. Leviticus 13.42, it talks about the priests diagnosing whether or not a person has leprosy. And it speaks about a man there that, that is bald. He has a bald head. 
And it says in Leviticus 13, 42, if there be in the bald head or the bald forehead, forehead a reddish sore, that's the word nagah. If, there, if, if, there's a, if there's a sore, nagah, it's a leprosy sprung up in his bald head or his bald forehead. Then the priest shall look upon it. Behold, the rising of the sore, that's again this word nagah, the rising of the sore, be, be white reddish in his bald head or in his bald forehead as the leprosy appeareth in the skin of the flesh. So there that man is, and right on his head, you know, for everyone to see right there on his head, his bald head, this thing springs up, it, and it's called the rising of the sore, and, 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 it, and it's the nigah, and it just screams out to everybody, leprosy, leprosy. So the secret of leprosy now has sprung up, it's surfaced on this man's bald head, and he, and, he, and he gets this type of sore that he doesn't have any control over. He says, I'm not going to want that sore to appear. He can't do that. He, 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 can, he, he can say, oh, no, but it still springs up. That's the, that's the picture that's giving here of a person who tries to keep this, the, this life of this wild sexual passions that he's let loose a secret without his control. This is what happened to Reuben. I mean, Reuben, he tried to keep this rape a secret. And, and, and what happened in the most important gathering of his family, Jacob tells the whole family about it. And it's just this, this like springing up nagah. It's this wound that, that, that just rises up and, and for everyone to see. And following now verse 33, Proverbs 633, wound nagah and dishonor. Reuben gets a dishonor where everyone's hurt it and his reputation is forever ruined. And then it says in, in Proverbs 6.33, it says in Proverbs 6.33 that his reproach shall not be wiped away. And this is, this is what happened here is that now this come out in the open, people never forget it. I mean, this is what happened to Reuben. This happened over 3,000 years ago, and we're still talking about it today. And Reuben's reproach will never be wiped away. It won't. And then it says in, in verse 34, Proverbs 6.34, that that is that it, that that it causes a raging jealousy, not just a jealousy, but a raging jealousy. And what and 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 and, and uh, <clears throat> this this woman, whoever this woman is in in a man's life, is either another man's wife or she's going to be presumably another man's wife. And what this man's about to do here, he's going to ignite a jealousy in, in that other man. And it's a raging jealousy. And, and, be, and it's such a raging jealousy that in Proverbs 6.32, Proverbs 6.32, it speaks about vengeance, vengeance. And, 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 and we see that ever since this, Reuben did this, Jacob couldn't wait to take vengeance on him. And there was nothing that Reuben could have done to have stopped Jacob from taking this vengeance on Reuben. So, so Jacob now at this time, he announces to the family what Reuben has done to his wife and when he, and, and, and he pronounces that Reuben is, is, is unstable and he won't excel. That's Jacob taking raging vengeance on, 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 on Reuben. Now, you know, apart from that, Reuben had a very good relationship with his father, you know. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, so, so now, Jacob moves from Reuben to the next heartache. And the next heartache, and when he turns to Levi and Simeon and he curses their anger, 
And he said that Levi and Simeon had been instruments of cruelty, obviously instruments in the hands of the cruel one, of the devil. And, 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 and Jacob says, speaks to his soul, says, stay away from them. Don't come near Simeon and Levi. And he says, he says now, Simeon and Levi, you're together on this, you're united, but you should be scattered in Israel. What group of people, what group of people in the book of Genesis were scattered? Anybody remember? There was a group of people in, in the book of Genesis that we, that we studied a few weeks ago, a long time ago, that were scattered. Yeah, it was the Tower of Babel. Yeah, they were scattered. They were scattered. They were all united. And they said, they said uh, it, it said in, in uh, Genesis 11, 1, Genesis 11, 1, the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And they said, oh, we're going to build a tower. It's going to reach to heaven. We're going to make a name for ourselves. Maybe we can, maybe we can build it tall enough we can, we can grab God and throw him down and take over, you know? And then the Lord says, I can't believe this. So the Lord says he went down in Genesis eleven seven. Genesis eleven seven. when, when God, within the, the tri, triunity, triunity of God, the triune God, said, go to, let us go down, and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad upon, from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. So Jacob has pronounced for Levi, Levi and Simeon that they should be scattered in Israel. Just like God did at Tower of Babel. Okay, now that, that Jacob has now dealt with his first three sons, and, and you can see him like, you know, take, take, take Reuben, put him on the shelf, and then take Le, Levi and Simeon, put them on the shelf. And, and, and now he turns to Judah. And, and we've seen that as he turns to Judah, it was like a light goes on in, inside of Jacob. And he says, ha, ah, Judah. It's you. And now it's interesting. What, what happens now with Jacob when he turns to Judah is he sees things. He sees certain, certain things that he's never seen before. It starts off with he sees that Judah is going to be, be the one who's going to bring Shiloh. The, that's another name for the Messiah. The Lord Jesus is going to come through Judah. But he sees a lot of things about Shiloh, about the Lord Jesus, about, about the Messiah Jesus coming through Judah, he sees a lot of things, and it surprises Jacob. And and, and, and first thing he sees about Judah is that his brethren shall praise him. His brethren, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. His brethren are going to praise him. So God has made Jacob at this point able to sort of break through, pierce through the veil of the immediate, of just the son that's in front of him, Judah, and to see that the, what's, the one who's going to come through Judah, he sees into the future to the Lord Jesus Christ as the lion of the tribe of Judah. So he says in verse 8, he says, thy, the end of verse 8, thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Now this, is, this isn't Joseph he's talking about. This is Judah he's talking about. So Jacob when he speaks about it, thy father's children, he's speaking about the Jewish people. So Jacob has, has seen the Jewish people now bowing down to the Lord Jesus Christ. They're doing what it says, they're doing what it says in Philippians 2.10, Philippians 2.10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee, every Gentile knee, every Jewish knee, every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, 
things under the earth. And that every tongue, every Gentile tongue, every Jewish tongue, it should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And, and, and that's all coming from Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45, 23. Isaiah 45, 23, where God said, I've sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee should bow, every tongue should confess. So this is amazing. Here is Jacob. He's on his deathbed. He's about to die. He's on his deathbed, and he's seen through into the future that every knee will be bowing and every every Jewish knee is going to be bowing, every Jewish tongue is going to be confessing that Jehovah Jesus, that Jesus Christ is God. So, so Jacob sees this in verse 8, and he says, Thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. And, and he's now seen how, how they're not only going to bow, but they're all going to praise. He's, he's, he's seen how the Jewish people are going to praise the Lord Jesus. Now, those of us that work closely with Jewish people, this is astounding. <laughs> I mean, the closer you work with Jewish people, this is astounding to think that of this sight of all the Jewish people praising the Lord Jesus. I mean, uh, it's astounding because when you consider today the Jewish people do the absolute opposite of praising the Lord Jesus. Today, instead of him being praised, he's the one He's the one who, who the Jewish people see as Isaiah 53, 2. Isaiah 53, 2. They look at him and they say, oh, he has no form. He has no comeliness. That, and when we saw him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. And, and then it goes on, Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, 3. He is despised. Oh, he's rejected of men. He's a man of sorrows. He's acquainted with grief. And, and we, we just hide our face, as it were, uh, from him. He's despised and we esteem him not. This is the Jewish people speaking. He is despised and we esteem him not. Now, you don't praise a person that you see no beauty in. And you don't praise a person who you despise and reject. And you don't praise a person who you hide your face from. You don't want to look at him. See, but looking at the Jewish, and then, and, and then so that's them, that's the Jewish people looking at him then we have him looking at the Jewish people from the cross in Psalm 22 and Psalm 22:6, where he 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 he's on the cross. He's looking at the Jewish people and he said, uh, "They view me as a, I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people." He looks. He said, "All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shot out. The, they shoot out the lip. They shake their heads, saying, He trusted on the Lord.'" Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. So you don't praise a person that you see as a worm. You don't praise a person that you, that you see as less than a human. You, you don't praise a person that you, that you see as, as, as a reproach or someone that should be blamed. You, you don't praise a person that you mock at when they're dying and you stick out your lip and you shake your head at and you make fun of him trusting in God all while he's dying. You know, in Israel today, they don't call him Yeshua, which is the name for Jesus in Hebrew. They call him Yeshu, and Yeshu is an acronym of a phrase, the first, first, first letter of a phrase. And the phrase is, and that's how they call him, the phrase is, may his name and memory be blotted out. You don't praise a person that you call, may his name and memory be blotted out. This is the complete opposite of praising the Lord Jesus. 
But Jacob here, he says that the Jewish people are going to praise the Lord Jesus. Now, it's just a little hard to see right now. And, and, and because when you know how the, Lord, how the Jewish people view the Lord Jesus today, how can we see this? How can we see that, 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 that the Jewish people today are going to believe verse 8? We can see it very clearly when we sit here in the confines of our, our, our chapel with the door shut. <laughs> and no Jewish people here, except for me. And anyway, <laughs> and, but no unbelieving Jewish people here. And it's real easy for us to sit there, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, that's going to happen. But go outside those doors. You know, go to Brooklyn where the summer blitzers are working today. And go to all these places where the summer blitzers are working today and ask them, how about it, guys? Do you see this, that the Jewish people are going to praise, praise the Lord Jesus, all of them? And they're going to say, it's a little hard to believe that right now. <laughs> uh, I get back to Lancaster Baptist Church and we shut the doors, then I can believe it. But right here, a little hard. How can we possibly believe that? How, how can we possibly believe that? There's only one way. There's only one way. It's a Hebrews 11, one way. Hebrews 11, one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. We hope for this day. Things, the evidence of things not seen, definitely not seen. So we can see these things, but with faith. That's what faith does. Faith looks at the word of God, and faith hopes for what looks hopeless. And, and, and faith sees what's invisible. That's what Moses did. Moses did in 11, Hebrews 11, 27. Hebrews eleven twenty seven. By faith, Moses, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. That's what Moses did. When we believe this unbelievable verse here in verse 8, that all Jewish people are going to praise and bow down to worship the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, when we believe that, when we believe that by faith, then we're acting like we are described, like we're acting like what we became when we were born again. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Reach Israel. Join Tom Cantor for the second annual Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference in San Diego, California, February 22nd and 23rd at the Creation and Earth History Museum. 
early bird registration, only $99, includes a two-day conference pass, meals, teaching, creation museum, and tabernacle admission, plus over $150 worth of equipping resources. Come hear Tom Cantor, Dr. Michael Brown, Dan Sered, and more on how we can reach the lost in America and Israel on February 22nd and 23rd. Call 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or sign up at ReachIsrael.com. That's ReachIsrael.com. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. Grow deeper in God's Word with the Friendship with God King James Version Study Bible prepared by Tom Cantor. This genuine lambskin large print study Bible features the history of Israel, full-color timeline and maps, frequently asked questions about the Jewish Messiah, prophecy and fulfillment study, Hebrew root notations and definitions, the life study of Joseph, and so much more. Order your copy today for only $49.95. That's $49.95. And receive a free personal signed copy by Mr. Tom Cantor, along with your name engraved on the cover. To order your Friendship with God Study Bible, call 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. Or visit us at creationbookstore.com. That's creationbookstore.com. 